This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Hello and welcome to the Blueprint Review Podcast, episode 32 we're on, racking up the numbers still. Uh, full House. Rather than what? The, the more we do, we're always going to be racking up well, numbers, Dave. we might go back in time and like, no, fuck that. Um, <laughs> I won't go into that. Yeah, the usual gang is here, if you want to call us a gang. It's not like Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Well, Ooh, we I got one of you pesky kids. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah. did you do it like um, street? I have no idea. I or like... Um, Fist raise as well at the same time. I think I might have lost the plot. Dave, why's my microphone all the way like this and all making me hunch down in favour of break you back? Because uh, uh, I lost the nut for the mic stand, so. Okay. <laughs> I lost the nut. My, my posture's bad enough, but you're just forcing me to look even more grim. I have to sit back when I uh, when someone else says over. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, yeah, you, as you can tell, we're all here. The usual lot. I'm not even going to introduce this, can't be asked. Uh, <laughs> I reckon you could, probably could have so introduced us by the time you started fanning them out at the beginning. Yeah, probably. But, okay, let's let's do this. Right, trailers. I, I'll kick things off because uh, I've seen a trailer that got me quite excited. Well, fairly excited. Um, yeah, it's a trailer for Stoker. I don't know if anyone else saw the trailer for that. It's basically no. Park Chan Wook, if how you pronounce it, the guy who did uh, the Vengeance trilogy and Thirst and stuff like that. Some really great uh, Korean films. He is making his English language debut <clears throat> with Stoker, which says got Nicole Kidman, Mia Wasikowska, and yeah. uh, Matthew Goodman. That was Goodnett. a good pronunciation. Pronunciation. You can't say normal words. Anything's impressive to you. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I saw the trailer for that, and uh, I'm, I'm a massive fan of, of Pat Chanwick's films, and and I was a bit getting a bit worried. You tend to find a lot of directors who come from. From world cinema, who who were like well renowned for doing like indie or house stuff, when they move to Hollywood, it tends to go a bit wrong, and they get sort of I guess I don't know the the system sort of brings them down or whatever. Um, but to be honest, by the looks, I mean it's only a trailer, so you never know. By the looks of this, it still looks suitably sort of like messed up. It still looks really stylish, like his other films, and dark and. Uh, yeah, I think it looks really promising. It's uh, what's up, what's up? we don't know anything I d- about I it. I don't. Yet. I don't know a lot about it to be honest. Um, it, it just looks cool. Um, what's the genre? Is it horror? Stuff well, it's, it's messed up and dark. It's 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 um it's a th- it's a sort of a th- very dark thriller. Um, I did but it's not based on Bram Stoker. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although, actually, to be honest, weirdly, it doesn't it doesn't seem that way in the trailer. But I I, I had heard somewhere that it does have some sort of subtle vamp- vampire sort of vampiric sort of um, elements to it but it doesn't show it that clearly on the trailer it's not like people running around with fangs uh, <laughs> is with it fangs. actually a trailer that doesn't tell you the full story is that what you're trying to tell us it, it tells you I think it's because I saw it about a week and a half ago and I'm, I'm struggling to remember what happened but no it, it, it doesn't give a lot away it's, it's fairly it, it's not like <laughs> these sort of crap ones that just uh, tell you the whole plot um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's basically... No, I, I do remember it's better now. <laughs> Very loosely. Oh, what's your never asked? Basically. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you're taking ages to... Basically, Nicole Kidman... Really you sound like me, come on. I'm struggling, I'm tired. But no, um, basically, Nicole Kidman's husband dies, and who's also Mia Wasikowska's um, dad, and, and this other guy moves in, Matthew Good moves in as the sort of... 
new husband, uh, surrogate father sort of thing. But he seems a bit dodgy, basically, and and, and Mia's character um, is, is a bit suspicious. I but then it's sort of, seen this, but yeah. yeah, but then it goes off on one and gets a bit crazy by the end, and that, that's where you get a bit lost. It's like you, it's not clear what's going to happen next, but it, bad things happen basically. <laughs> And Nicole Kidman looks very evil. Um, everyone looks pretty evil, to be honest. So it, 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 it Do you know, I don't rate Nicole Kidman at all. No, me neither. No, she's... Uh, not in anything recently. Mm. Not since she, her face stopped moving. She doesn't... She <laughs> to doesn't, be honest. Yeah, she the rarely... Thing she might be quite good in a horror movie. film, then. Yeah. Dogville? She, I quite like Dogville. I thought she was like quite good in that. She's in some good um, films. I love her in Moulin Rouge. I know you have yeah. problems with Moulin Rouge, Darren, but I fucking love it. But I think I'm, I'm not seeing anything of late that makes me rate Nicole Kidman. Well, I think she's she's in good films. She's in quite a few good films, but I don't think she's ever mind blowing in the mo- everyone, everyone usually goes on about to die for, and she's pretty good in that. But I but think it's still not it's a great. Quite, no, I think there's still better performances. Yeah, out she's there. not a uh, she's not a great actor. I don't think. But but anyway, okay. She's not terrible. So that she's took about twenty minutes. Moment. So I'll yeah. skip my trailer. Yeah. Although I will just say that I couldn't be more wet for Frank and Weenie. <laughs> I thought. I, you go on. I thought you weren't that bothered by Frank and Oh, I've completely turned. Uh, have right. you? I, I thought I was imagining that you'd had some kind of, like, revelation. But no, OK, what, what turned you? Quickly, not on Dave time. Well, what no. turned me was the full trailer, and that it's nothing like the shit short film. And also the reviews for it have just been, like, saying it's, it's like, so, amazing, and Tim, it's Tim Burton at his best. And... Yeah, but they, say, they said that about... Actually, what did they say that about? They said that all the time, and Tim Burton hasn't been at his best. No, they for don't. All his films get slagged off except Sweeney Todd. And that was amazing, but let's not talk about that because I know you don't like it, but... I, I prefer it now I've seen it again. Oh, OK. You know, like, yeah, like okay. First time. I've, I've watched it again since, and actually, I think I, I judged it harshly. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I love Sweeney Todd. I think it's incredible. But anyway, but Frank and Weenie is what I'm going to say. I think it looks fucking brilliant. Well, I'm skipping trailers too because I can't even think of one. I've seen loads, but I can't think of one to talk about. Did you about. see did, Top Cat? Oh god! No, they didn't allow that. I do not want to watch Top Cat. I hated that cartoon when I was a kid. Let alone oh, going to watch it now. No thanks. But it's just like they've done that. Um, if you're blind, then why the fuck are you at the cinema adverts? <laughs> but with Top Cat. With top Cat. Oh my god! If you're um, blind, go home. <laughs> you did did anyone there. see the Lincoln trailer? That's I guess one of the big trailers that came out soon. Any thoughts yeah. on that? Lincoln. I saw Lincoln. Oh, Spielberg is most yeah. fucking sanctimonious and um, Abraham Lincoln biopic. And yeah. a bio- it looks oh. horrific. No thanks. Does um, Daniel Day Lewis look good in it? Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis is always good. But I know, that's it, why I ask, yeah. yeah, but it's just the film itself is just oh uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, he, he look. He, I guess he looks good. He doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. You can't tell. Most most of the film is just taken up with showing pretty pictures and. Yeah, flag waving and shit like that. Slow motion horses, horses, the horseshit. Um, Lindsay, have you seen anything trailer wise? Uh, uh, the Lone Ranger trailer came out today. Now I have to admit, I know fucking nothing about the Lone Ranger. I know it's some kind of Native American thing and a cowboy, <laughs> and maybe he's a sheriff. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, the trailer is it's Bookheimer, um, and it is basically Pirates of the Caribbean meets Tim Burton films. With a little bit of kind of Western antics thrown in. He's not directing it, is he? Yeah. No, he's not. He's not. Sorry, it's Gore. Verbinski. It's um, Brookham is a produ- producer, but it's just okay. mad that some producers almost get, well, clearly, like with you, bigger billing than the actual guy directed it. Because the trailer starts with his ridiculously yeah. elaborate logos. Yeah. yeah. But all, all the stuff he produces has that sort of feel to it, doesn't it? It's sort of over the top. Yeah. 
It's very low. Stuff, Johnny Depp running around with his face painted again, doing that slightly odd thing that he did in Pirates of the Caribbean, where he was constantly wide-eyed. Cashing and it in, you mean? Pretty much. It does yeah. matter in and these days, Johnny, Johnny Depp. So face painted, and it's like, and I was actually, I was like, whoa, is this a Tim Burton film? Um, it's it's a teaser trailer, so it's basically a montage of whatever footage they've got. It's not out for ages, but does it, it look did, good or? It looks like the kind of film I'd have fucking loved when I was twelve. Like it looks like like I think I loved the Pirates of the Caribbean films loads when I was a kid. I like the first one. I'm not gonna lie. And then they get a bit shit. But it's the kind of film where people get shot and there's like people jumping from horses to cars and all sorts of crazy shit and it's great fun. But not not no not for me. I think that if I was twelve, it'd be awesome. But way I'm more not. sophisticated these days, aliens. Well, I just. <laughs> Grand crash action, um, whereas I think it's kind of, it feels like it's going to just be a mixture of Indiana Jones, Pirates of the Caribbean. Indiana um, Jones is amazing, though. Yeah, I'm not an Indiana Jones fan. What? It's a source of great... Right, I'm going to hang up. My house. Yeah, turn her off. <laughs> Bye. Mute her. Um, right, um, okay, good. So not too impressed by that. So let's just get straight into it. We've got, I think we've got a shitload of films yeah. to review this month. And so I think we're probably going to end up fucking the theme off as per... Yeah. There was a theme, oh yeah. Food. <laughs> to be honest, um, I've not really watched anything. Also, I've eaten food while watching films, does that count? It's <laughs> all Little Shop of Horrors. It's got sort of... Little Shop of Horrors? Oh God, how good is Little Shop of Horrors? brilliant. It really is. Um, will you kids just stop singing and dancing yeah. for one minute? I fucking love that bit. Um, Excuse me, typing. I'm just seeing what our poll on Bleepment Review said. Oh yeah, the best it was food a joint film. top, I think. No, um, joint, oh, food pun. <laughs> um, while you're doing that I'm going to get one review very quickly out of the way just, um, and that's Shadow Dancer we already talked about it I'm just going to say I agree with you guys it's brilliant uh, well me then because yeah. I'm already thinking I never okay. said it was rubbish no you didn't like it just, it just say you didn't like it I don't understand why you guys just completely yeah. like, you just started a new war again <laughs> but no Shadow Dancer I thought it was great <laughs> what was the best thing about it Dave? Uh, it's just, I think it's just I just admired its subtlety it's sort of it it did things very economically and subtly it sort of didn't fuck around but it didn't um, but it didn't overdo anything and uh, like the end was very surprising for instance and I don't know it was, it was the subtlety cool um, yeah we have seen a lot of we have seen a lot of films um, who wants to go first I think me and Laura have probably seen the most should we get one out of the way with yeah, I've seen five. Oh, no, Dave, you've seen the most. Crack on. Uh, although I just got Shadow Dancer. I'll get one out of the way because it's been out for a while, and that's um, I went to see Anna Karenina, if you can pronounce it. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was interesting. Um, it was an odd film. Visually and technically, it was really impressive. Um, I don't know if you'd, you know. I mean, basically, it's the classic. It's the Anna Karenina story, which has been told several times before. Um, about, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened now myself. But uh, yeah, basically about uh, Anna Karenina, who's uh, she's with this sort of <clears throat> she's married to this uh, sort of important Russian sort of politician or whatever he is. I can't I can't remember. And basically, she gets she gets goes has um, has an affair with this uh, younger guy, and and there's loads of dodginess ensues, and he finds out, and and it's all sort of dragged out from there. Um, so yeah, but to make it different, what uh, Joe Wright has done is he has set it all on stage basically he's everything is filmed on stage um and the way he does this is really 
really interesting to watch. It's sort of the, a lot of sort of a lot of like his other films. A lot of these sort of long tracking shots and things, moving through the theatre, going backstage, going up up to him, up to the rafters, and also whilst he's doing this, obviously when the scene's changing, the backgrounds are changing. You can see them changing, and the characters all suddenly take their costume off, and another one will be underneath, and all this sort of stuff. And uh, so it's very clever, and technically it's fascinating to watch. Um, but but the film as a whole just didn't quite grab me. It just left me a bit cold. And I think a lot of it is down to uh, Kira Knightley as oh. the, as Anna Karenina. She's I was just going to ask what's her Isn't she about. so good? You can't beat these <laughs> three reviews actor. from Dave, can you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I wish you was as economic as Shadow Dancer. Got <laughs> 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 to cover it properly. But no, but yeah, she's just she's just a bit weak. She just she was just miscast. It could have got there's so many other better actors in the she's film. She's miscasting everything. Yeah. She's just shit. That's the problem with it. She's, she's just shit. Not good enough. And she, she just well, she should be a model. She shouldn't be an actress. Yeah. Well, she was a model. She photographs she really very, well. She's, she's very beautiful. Is she egg? But anyway, but but she's but yeah, she's just really unlikable. I mean, the character, I guess, in some ways, she's not supposed to always like her as such. But but because I just pretty much hated her through the whole film, it was just I just think of a shit. And there's this bad loads of horrible stuff happening to her at the end. It's like I don't care. Like just fucking die. I'm like just <laughs> get it over and done with. I'm, I'm bored. And it was just. I mean, it's a bit harsh. Like, the film wasn't awful, but it was just... I just didn't really care about it. I was just there looking at this sort of imagery, which is impressive, and, and that's about it. There's a side story sort of um, with another character, with Levin, who's this um, uh, this sort of more down-to-earth sort of guy who um, who sort of leaves the rich upper classes and goes to work in the fields and stuff and look after his dad's farm. And, and that sort of side of things, that story is actually quite moving and quite works quite well. And that's when the film actually moves away from the theatre. The only times it does that is when it goes outside of, of society, basically. Um, but, um, and those bits are quite good, but there's just not enough of it. And it always goes back to Anna Karenina and Kira Knightley, and it's like, ugh. And so it, it's, it's interesting, it's worth a watch, but it just didn't quite work as a whole. Bit of a, bit of a disappointment. Interesting. So you've got you've seen five films, Dave, and that was your brief one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, I know, yeah, I've got to go only teasing, Dave. So, Linz, what have you seen this month? Uh, this month or fortnight or whatever it is, I have seen Dread and Killing Them Softly. I but believe I w- we've all seen Killing Them Softly now. I've seen Dread as well. <laughs> I haven't oh, seen, seen Dread as well. I, I haven't seen Killing Me Softly. That's interesting because I really wanted to watch Dread, but when. Laura found out how violent it was. She, oh, no, we, we went to watch Total Recall. So to kick us off with Dread then, Linz. Okay, Laura would have hated it. It was brutal. I was, forgive the pun, dreading it. I didn't want to see it, but I live with a comic book nerd. So I was dragged against my better judgment. And actually, I think I that's what right. You know, <laughs> no, that's, that's a slightly different story. Um, I was cheered to discover it was an 18. I thought, actually, maybe it will be good because it's not going to do the whole hokey comic book hero type thing. Um, My only memory of Dread is obviously the Sylvester Stallone film, which is bollocks. Um, And when it started, I was like, oh, God. Like, it it opens on this kind of post-nuclear wasteland and big overarching narrative. They do this kind of odd... The drug of choice is called slow-mo. Um, so when people are under the influence of the drug, that kind of the film slows to almost still after still, and it gets really hyper, hyper coloured, and and it becomes very odd and very, almost like it's been painted. Which um, Jay tells me the comic books are very much like that. 
Um, and that was kind of cool, but they used it so much in the first kind of 15 minutes. I was like, yeah. fucking, the whole film's going to be like this. Yeah, evening. that annoyed me, but they didn't use it as much later on. And well, that's uh, the, yeah. when, when the film got good, is, and I tried to do this without too many spoilers. The film, they basically they get trapped inside a big fucking building and it becomes like a computer game. It becomes The Raid. It's basically it. a fucking remake. Well, I've not it. seen The Raid, but I've heard a lot of people say this. It becomes basically a relentless quest to get to the big bad boss and kill her. And it's brilliant because it's, it's very single-minded. There's loads of things I thought it was going to do. Like you get paired up with the new Rocky who happens to be a girl and you think, oh, he's going to have to fucking save the damsel in distress or they're going to have some romantic backstory and we're going to learn about his wife who got murdered, which is why he's a judge. They do none of that. They don't try and give you any kind of meaning behind any of the characters. They don't try and give you any kind of tangent, kind of saving grace, moral stories. They just give you an hour and a half of brutal action and it really satisfied it was like yeah come yeah, on yeah. and it was so violent I've never <laughs> God, seen yeah. somebody be skinned in a film before <laughs> no it or a bullet like, skinned yeah somebody yeah. flayed him it was just like oh. skinned the slow motion bullet through the head like through the oh, mouth like that that was I had to look away skinned right yeah, I'm off to watch you something yeah <laughs> well they do they, no no no, they, no they, don't ruin it well, this is a spoiler free well. episode because we're going to talk okay, about Looper we can try and be spoiler free okay, yeah. okay, um, I want to know what, what happened when no someone skinned. gets skinned what, what more do you need to I know I want details well tough no, shit you, you, it's shown in flashes but things pretty that I, like things visual. I really liked were the fact that normally in a, in a film where the bad guy is a woman she is some kind of soft part or she's been wronged by, you know, either another man or by her father, or she's getting revenge for another man. She, this one was just mental. And she yeah. was kind of hideous, considering that she's the girl who I didn't know before. Now we started watching Game of Thrones. She's the kind of blonde queen in Game of Thrones. Is she? She's beautiful, but she's not in... Okay, she's no. not... Mama is not a pretty lady in dread. And it's brilliant. Like, it, it there's so many things I was waiting for it to do in that way that crap films do where they're like oh here's another here's the dams in distress here's the bad guys that are going to rape her or this is going to happen and it didn't do any of those things it was yeah. just it was a real surprise and I left it genuinely pumped like I wanted to kill someone I was like yeah come on um, yeah. and actually quite satisfied and I don't think just because my expectations were low I think that I actually really enjoyed it as a film in its own right weirdly okay exactly I've seen this as well um <laughs> Oh, I, I sort of agree with what you said. I agree with most of what you said, but at the same time, I had a slight... I had sort of the opposite thing, as I came to the film really excited about it because the reviews have been surprisingly good. And I and you know me, I love a good action movie. Um, so I was really, really hyped up to watch it. And, it. and it is, like you say, I love the fact that it's really brutal. I love the fact that it isn't the sort of textbook, sort of shitty, sort of comic book movie. Um, it, it sort of avoids most of the sort of pitfalls and it just sticks to being really nasty, really brutal. Um, but uh, I think, I don't know, it, it might have just been the hype, but for me, I just left it slightly disappointed. I think partly partly it's because um, because I did just see The Raid like the week before it came out and it's got a very similar storyline and I just preferred The Raid. It's more my sort of film. And I think it's just, although it just, all it did was just served up violence and that was it and just like did it. I don't think the action scenes were particularly anything special. They were gory, but they weren't particularly excitingly well directed or anything like that. So I just think it wasn't as exciting as I wanted it to be. It was violent and it was um, sort of refreshing in that way. But at the same time, it didn't quite get me sort of pumped like a lot of other action films do. It was a bit like sort of watchable, but not really exciting. But I still liked it. I thought it was solid. I still agree with everything you say. It's really good to see a Hollywood film just be like, 
fuck you guys, I'm going to do it properly. Um, but I just think I just think it could have been a bit more exciting, a bit more sort of special, if you know what I mean. Does this I have to see the raid? Is that basically what you're telling? Well, it depends what you like. I mean, I'm more into a martial arts sort of stuff anyway. It's, um, the raid, I think the raid, if you're not into those sorts of movies, might bore you a bit because it's so intense and so re- relentless. But... Um, yeah, whereas this one is a little bit slower paced. <laughs> sounds... did, did you watch it in 3D, you guys? Yeah, I did, yeah. What I... was it like? Uh, it was all right. It was, it, to be honest, I, I usually hate watching live action stuff in 3D. This is one of the better live action ones. I noticed in one scene the 3D looked a bit dodgy, but it was supposed to be this bit where he was inside someone's mind. And, and I think it was dodgy 3D on purpose. Um, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, in 2D it felt like the... The, the kind of saturation of colour in the almost kind of when they went to super slow-mo, that that was made for 3D, that it, in 2D it felt like it should be kind of coming at me and it wasn't, and then maybe, yeah, but then I didn't really feel like we missed it and I'm not really a big fan of 3D unless it's animation, to be honest. I don't know why they even bother filming live action in 3D, just, get, just leave it to the kids' films, it's great. Fair enough, okay, um, good, good. Um, I'll do a brief one um, as well, because... And it's sort of similar in a sense. There's obviously Dreading a remake as such, but of a sort of a, a similar era of action film. Total well, that's recall. the other thing. Dread doesn't take his helmet off in this film, which he never does in the comic books. Yeah, which is well, surprising because yeah. it's got like a known Sylvester Stallone parading fan. about. Sorry, yeah. carry on. Yeah, oh, and fuck it, Total Recall. Um, I won't speak too much about it. Um, ultimately, I thought it was pretty good, actually. I thought it was all right. I thought it looked great. I thought... On the whole, all the performances were really strong. I thought on a really crude technical level, I thought it was really good. Um, the story was always quite interesting. And, yeah, I mean, I just, it's, it's, you know, I'm not a massive fan of these mindless films, and I rip into them quite a lot. But I actually just thought, for what it's trying to do, I had a, you know, I was sat in this for two hours, and I really enjoyed myself for two hours. And it's a little bit boring in places. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's stupid. And it doesn't take, it, it, it takes itself very seriously. But it wasn't irritating. It was just like, yeah, okay, it is what it is. And in terms of like, the, back to the original, I still think the original's better, although I haven't seen it for ages. You know, it, this has loads of references to the original, which not, I don't think any of them, none of the parallels are, are, good, are good in this film. They, do, they never do it better. You know, in terms of like, you know, obviously we were chatting before we was recording about the bit where he pulls that sort of crystal out of his nose because he's yeah. been trapped in this. He's just got his um, tracker in his hand and he has to pull it out of his hand. But it's... Yawn. Yeah, but it, so it's trying to be a little bit more gruesome, but it actually, because it's a 12 it wasn't gruesome in any way, shape or form. And it just wasn't as good as that scene. Because that's a memorable scene. I mean, that's the thing. When you think of the original Terror Recall... You've got to push that further. The three, well, the three-breasted lady, the kind of all about the nose, the you know, kind of the Mars ending and stuff like that. They're all memorable sequences, and in this, yeah. there's nothing about it that stands out. And you know, the world, it's, it, oh, it looks. Oh, the bit in the airport where his head's the computer head he's got. Yeah, even that bit's not as good. I mean, what it plays like a little joke because it's like the woman, and she looks exactly like the woman who he plays in the airport in the original. Okay. is being served and that's not him it's actually the person behind and, it, and all it is is just like this hologram it's like this necklace and it's just a hologram that keeps glitching and it's like that is no way near as good as what they do yeah. 20 in, years ago really. 20 years exactly and it's just but you know so it's just like it, it you know but it's but it's just well, really well done the world does look great it is like Blade Runner but it looks fucking brilliant you know the kind of design of it looked great. I think the the kind of the sent you know the, the kind of robot police force looked really good. It kind of, the world it creates is believable. It's good. 
and it's, it's kind of interesting. And ultimately, the story does tag you along. I think, I mean, ultimately, the, I mean, one of the problems with this, but it's quite interesting because Laura disagreed. So it shows that the film does work. Uh, I'm, we're saying that we're doing a spoiler for a podcast, but I'm just presuming everyone knows Total Recall. Um, for me, the film is clearly always Total Recall. It's always a memory. It's always part of his memories. It's fabrication. It's never anything else. So in that, it's so, it, it does a good case for convincing you, to be honest. But ultimately, the way it sets itself up, it is always Total Recall. And I so it's slightly problematic because for me, there was never any of that. Is it, isn't it, isn't it, isn't it? But saying that, Laura completely disagreed. So the film clearly does work. In that, well, in that yeah, it has... It has an ambiguity, but I still don't think it played on the ambiguity enough. Like there weren't, there was only one really one scene where it was sort of like, is it or isn't it recall, which wasn't a great scene, and I just think that it it could have played on that a lot more, and it would have been, and those could have been really really interesting scenes because my problem was there was too much running and chasing, and I still enjoyed the film, but there was loads of like running and chasing and running and chasing. I was just like, oh my god, I'm so bored. I don't want to watch you run anymore, and then like. And then there was these scenes that could have been really interesting where you could have really played on this sort of ambiguity and had these characters coming in and, you know, if if he, if he is in recall, then he'd feel something for these characters or not. And that could have been way more interesting than all the running and chasing. So for me, they really missed a trick, but it was still enjoyable. So you think it should have been less of an action film and more of a thriller? Well... A little bit more. They could have played. There was two. There was even in action films, you get those downtimes where like it's not just action. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just, and it's not even good stuff. It's just like running and chasing, running and chasing. There's no not. Well, there wasn't even any winning. Bits that were pretty boring. Fights it, it, or did, did drag on a bit, but uh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, say be brief. C- couple of hours. I, I I thought it was all right to be honest. Cool. It had no appeal to me. I just think that the the, the joy of the first one was that it was so kind of lo-fi, lo-fi and a bit hokey and I quite like that about it. Yeah. That everything was a bit kind of homemade. <laughs> and that it's obviously wearing like a rubber head at one point. <laughs> All this does is make me want to watch I think for the time some of the effects aren't bad oh, It made me want to watch the original again just to see what it, just to see how it holds up really. I've never seen the original. I've seen it for oh, years. Oh you're so missing out. You would love it. It's mm. really cheesy. And, like, it's kind of half RoboCop, half kindergarten cop. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> what a pitch. Yes. Imagine if I tried to sell that in music. It's got a great idea for film, guys. Cool. Okay, so um, you guys have had, like, a marathon, haven't you, of films? Yeah. Okay, so what else have you had? Laura, fill us in. Oh, well, I think it's time to talk about Looper. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. save it at the end, we save it at the end? Do you want to, oh, do you no, want to no, talk no, about... No, 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 it's fine. Well, if you say something the video, I can just leave, and then you guys can talk about yeah, it, and I won't get any spoilers. No, I don't think we should do spoilers. It's a new film. It's just come out, really, and I don't think we should really, do spoilers. So. Really, really careful. It would be spoiled. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I'll do a, a, a brief introduction on what the story is, and then you can go on to what you Why? thought of it. Because he's more succinct than you. He's <laughs> what he's doing now. No. Go on, then. No, you've had You're too good at reading subtext. Go on, They're lost. So, about spoiling anything. The problem, the reason why, also, is because I was one thing about the film is that I find I found it very surprising in terms of where the story went because the trailer didn't tell me that, and I don't think we should say that. 
either. So no, I well, was... what, what I was going to open with, what was rudely interrupted, you're... was that it's going to be really difficult to tell you well, any on, more than what the trailer already tells you. I'm which... not... I made a deliberate effort not to see the trailer because I was scared that the trailer was... Yeah, no, the trailer doesn't yeah. give anything away, but it is going to be really difficult to say any more than what it gives you because it's just... Because it is just so surprising and in so many good ways that you would not want to ruin it for anybody. Um, so, I mean, you know, obviously it's set in the mid-20th century. It's... It, it, there's 20th? <laughs> Mid-21st century, sorry. And... Um, there's a group of people who are known as loopers and they're basic they're basically like assassins but assassins for people who are sent from the future um so uh people who are so in the future time time travel is illegal and people are sent back um and it's only like the mobs that are sending these people back and they these assassins kill them they're told to be in a time and a place and these people are sent back and they kill them um and obviously it follows the character what's the character's name Joe. So terrible, Joe. Follows the character played by Love Hewitt. What's his first Joseph name? Joseph Gordon Levitt. Gordon Levitt, that's the one, <laughs> not Love Hewitt. Hewitt. Gordon so Levitt, that's awesome. the one. Comedy <laughs> name. Um, yeah, and he's he's basically, you know, he's just he's he's kind of he's just a kid. He's getting high on drugs and all that kind of thing. And then basically, what happens is that the, he's employed by kind of gangster type and the guy who employs him is from the future as well Jeff Daniels. and he's just sort of took over like the the kind of gangster world there and he's kind of controlling these loopers and um and yeah and basically the idea is is that it's can i give that away yeah what happens at that? yeah because that's in the trailer okay so what happens is basically the um you find out that what happens is that that at some point they will what will come back, they'll be sent themselves, basically. Their old selves will come, they'll kill them, and then they get, basically, they don't have to do the looper stuff anymore, they get a massive payoff, and they get to go and enjoy their life for 30 years before, obviously, they they, they're going to get sent back and kill well, get killed get by, killed by their younger self, yeah. 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 And then, okay, yeah, I, and then for at that point, I don't know what else to say, because I'm so that's worried. The premise. That's, that's, no, the that's the premise. That's the premise. That's the premise. And then it's obviously... I'm buying this premise as it stands. I'm yeah. not buying the film generally just on the fact that people just keep going, looper, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And he doesn't... But this, yeah, and it's about... He obviously doesn't kill himself, yeah. and then it's the film goes on from there. Yeah. But there's just, there's just so many surprises, like even in... Uh, I don't know... That even in the setup, there was something that I didn't expect to happen. And then from that, I'm trying not to give anything away, from that, this amazing scene happens that is brutal. You're talking really abstract. I can't help I think you're just speaking how you felt about the film and why. Rather than, this wow. scene happened and that made me feel really surprised. And this, God, that was good, wasn't it? But I can't say. So just speaking and um, feeling like what you thought of the film. There's not much more to say. I thought it was brilliant. Law and capsule reviews nicely. So that's a comedy no, the day. thing was, <laughs> it was yeah. it was great. It, like I, I was expecting it to be brilliant though. I, and and so you talking about high expectations. I had high expectations of the film, and I did keep saying to myself, I don't want to have high expectations because I'm worried I won't like it. But it it was just incredible. Like it's definitely one of the best films I've seen this year, if not the best. And it's just. I don't know. I, I don't know, like why. I think it's just one of those really well thought out, um, well written, brilliantly acted, just t- t- brilliantly constructed films. 
Yeah, I think with lots of surprises, which yeah, is great. Yeah, I was going to say that was the big thing for me. That, like Darren, like both of you said, it's just full of surprises, and it just uh, through that through the whole thing, I was just like, and just so just hooked on watching it and finding out what was going to happen next, which happens so rarely these days. There's a lot of films it's like you just know what's going to happen, you not really don't really care, and you're just there to watch the pretty colours, explosions, or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I was just totally sold on this the whole way. I've been speaking on Facebook with a few people and they're bringing up loads of flaw, like holes in the plot and stuff like that. And it's like, well, you can find contrivances. Yeah, like just, I'm saying yeah. before, it's like, well, you can. The, 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 the arguments against those plot, plot, plot holes, even though I don't think the plot holes are silly, are, are fl- they're, they're flimsy, but yeah. still, you can still argue it in a really sort of. So it, but it's like, you know, t- t- time travel, it, it's. It brings its own problems, yeah. doesn't it? It's, it's impossible. It's, time travel, and I yeah. thought they handled it really well. Actually, I thought there was a lot of good yeah. explanation about the time travel and yeah. the fact that you know <laughs> you, that you, you wonder how they will handle it because it's so difficult because yeah. there's always problems. But I, I think, think I think that was well. another that was another good thing. Although it's even though it's thrown you a lot of surprises in this, in what's going on in the story, it never feels confusing. It never feels messy. You can always follow it. Um, and as well, going back to like like you say about making sense of the time travel, there's quite a there's quite a funny scene in it where they actually they actually make reference to that. Really, there's the, the two the two the two uh, Bruce Willis Joe's, and Joe, yeah. the two Joes basically have a little conversation and they talk about how um, I don't want to get into all the time time travel crap and stuff like that. And it's obviously clearly uh, Ryan, Ryan Johnson, his name, Ryan, um, Ryan Johnson, sort of laying it out, saying, "Look, I don't want to get bogged down in the science science sort of side of things. This film is here to sort of." be enjoyed and sort of work as, as it is but saying that it still does explain it itself very well lot, I felt yeah. in terms of how me- the memory you know, oh, no, no, it, in the past and it, it explains it but it, it's uh, at the same time it doesn't want to get bogged down yeah exactly yeah. but it doesn't explain explain it like Inception explains things no. you know it just it doesn't spend does it all the time the constantly fucking yeah. reminding you of what's going on yeah, yeah. It just and it gets a lot of it out of the way straight away in the voiceover. I mean, voiceover sometimes can be a bit lazy, but this is employed quite well. And as I say, um, a bit, little bit like Inception, it's like you need that level because it's a com- there is a complicated concept in there. It just gets it out and just tells you, which to be honest is probably for the best. If it tried to hide it and let you work it out, it probably would have got a bit confusing and a bit hard to follow, and it would have been harder to just go along with it. Um, so yeah, no, I was, I was, I agree with you guys. I thought, it was, I thought it was brilliant. But can I just say one little thing about yeah. when Darren interrupted me before about about this scene? I'm not, you know, I'm not going to give anything away. And it will be a bit abstract. But the reason I was saying it was because it's probably one of the most brutal scenes I've ever seen, and I was able to watch it. And for anyone that knows how much I hate violence, it was. I well, thought that's it was because it was, you way, see it was anything. Well, oh, that bit. Okay. Yeah. Beginning. No, it was. It was so brutal. At the very beginning, it, yeah. The idea of it is brutal. Or, or Dave, was it brutal by normal standards? No, it's not brutal. It, the idea of it was brutal. Oh, okay. So it was it was brutal in a kind of... To, like, I know you have a very low threshold for violence. Or, uh, yeah, it's not violent. You don't see anything. Don't watch your dress. You don't see any <laughs> violence whatsoever in this Yeah, scene. but that's what... But that's... I'm saying that as a good thing because I, yeah. like, I'm my... I'm a bit of an advocate of, like, yeah, you don't have to see anything. No, sometimes, sometimes you do. Well, sometimes I don't do. agree. Much I think more, that was just made me feel awful. to just what the pictures that get made in your head. Yeah, exactly. No, but, that was good England. Exactly. No, but that wasn't what made this scene brilliant. If you saw what was happening... 
it would have ruined what made it amazing. But we're speaking uh, of abstractions yeah. now, it's okay, confusing. We should, we should yeah. revisit this in a few weeks when we've all seen yeah. it and oh, that, when the people that listen to us have seen it because it's quite, it's only been out like a week. Yeah. But it was just, it's just, it's just because basically this scene and what many scenes do in the film is that what I loved about it is that I actually think it, it's got a new perspective on time travel and it gives you a new side to it and a new, a new aspect of it, which I thought was really fascinating and it kind of... You know, obviously there is all that thing where if you've got two people and in the same time frame, or if you hurt one in the past, how does that affect the future and how does yeah. memory work and things? And it deals with all that in a way that I've never seen before. And I thought, so even on that regard, it's like, you know, this is fucking impressive. Yeah. Mm. Briefly actually mentioning the violence, it was actually more violent than I expected in terms of blood yeah. and stuff. When you mm. shoot people, it's a bit of, there's, there's some messy squibs going on there but yeah that surprised me but I think all handled really well yeah really was, well not over the top yeah. there was a few things you didn't watch there. There was, I did hide my face a couple of times but there were there were one or two action yeah. scenes that did feel a little bit like uh, they, well it's mainly I think it's mainly just one shot which was a little bit matrixy or something I'm a bit like well, I don't know thought, I thought he was pushing things a little bit too sort of action-y yeah. no no not that bit no 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 not not an obviously effect matrix. It doesn't matter. Um, I'll tell you later. But just a few of the action scenes. I think it's just because I wasn't expecting it to be. It, it's actually almost, pretty much an action movie at times, and I wasn't really expecting that. And some bits just were about like, oh, okay, is it going to do that? It's, See, that's exactly what I was expecting. Yeah, it's more like yeah. I don't know. Didn't think it, it was so much. Yeah, I I, I, I agree with these. Right? I think the film is absolutely incredible. But as always, I'm always going to maybe come up with a couple of tiny little niggles. Yeah. And I won't talk about. I'm not. I just. I think it's. It's too easy to sort of say, well, time travel. I think it's just too easy to kind of talk about stuff like that. But I'll talk about a couple of things that I did feel a little bit like, ah, you know, there's one scene in particular which I did sort of think, oh, no, where's this going? And it was... I mean, I won't, I, won't, again, I won't spoil anything, but I suppose the film, again... And I've, Ryan Johnson is very good at this. When he creates these amazing worlds, these very noir-type worlds, actually, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, Brick is a noir, but... in the, the brilliant, and again, a very understated, they're very real, very raw, quite cold at times. And there was just one scene involving Bruce Willis, which sort of made oh, yeah. it even worse, was where it turned a little bit Hollywood and overly action. And I was thinking, oh god, this last twenty minutes. That's is going the to bit be... I was talking about. That's the bit I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, is that the Wait, bit? It, it didn't didn't got... settle for me. It felt a bit like, whoa, what's what, all the guns going into this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exactly. It was just like, oh, it just it completely f- didn't fit with the rest of the film. But this is a tiny, tiny niggle. Yeah. It, it lasted about twenty Can seconds, I and I wasn't that bothered. But make a point on that one. one. I I kind of forgave it very much. I felt it too, but I kind of forgave it very much. I felt like yeah, I'm not saying it, it was it, an action film. And it didn't ruin it. It was just unnecessary. It was unnecessary, and it, the rest of the film didn't do anything like that. So it was a bit oh, how come all of a sudden he's this fucking gun wielding yeah, maniac? He's just and it did. But I mean, like I say, it's really it kind of passed by very briefly. And the other thing with the film, which is a bit of a source of distraction throughout the whole lot, was the makeup on them. <laughs> I was going to say that Gordon <laughs> Joseph Levitt. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't get it. What the fuck was it? Was it when that bad? Because I, I thought it was bad. It's like, but I just thought it was just like film makeup, and I just thought it, on the close-ups it got bad. But then you were saying it's like prosthetics, like they were trying to make him look a bit more like Bruce Willis. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. They've, 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 I've seen an interview with him where they've talked about this because um, they were asking how he felt about being made to look. Because I'm guessing that Bruce Willis is then an older version of himself. Yeah. Yeah. Where they were trying to get into kind of, they were talking about how he felt about being made to look like somebody else. 
and the prosthetics that he had to wear every day because they wanted him to look more like another person. Oh, that, and he said he didn't yeah, mind because he was an actor. They didn't need to do that. Which the, the, is, yeah. you know, the fucking obvious answer. It was obviously a very really stupid interview. The Come thing on, for me with that, though, was it wasn't necessarily just, yeah, it is noticeable, but it wasn't noticeable necessarily in terms of too much this prosthetics to make his face yeah, look like a shape. That, yeah. For me, it was more, it looked like he had lipstick, lipstick and, on, yeah. and I, I That's what I'm saying. Whatever. I thought it was just like film makeup. Yeah, it looked really weird. Although, at first, when it when I first stopped noticed that, I thought, oh, maybe because his character's supposed to be very vain and maybe that's the style those days. But he still had that on later on in the film when blatantly he's not going to be putting fucking makeup on because of what happened. Um, so, yeah, no, that that was one of the things that annoyed weird, me through the film. Really but. weird. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm the same. There are little niggles, and as I say, I've been getting some of these debates online about 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 the film, and yeah, I can kind of agree with a fair few of the points they're making. But for me, it just wasn't enough to distract from what yeah. was just such a, I mean, such a strong. Yeah, sort of I mean, I did say to you yeah. last night or a couple of nights ago, I did say the ending was sticking with me a little bit in a bad way, a little bit. Because I was saying, because I was, and then what was quite funny then today, the big debate, and I knew that everyone would be talking about it because it. It is a bit, but again, we won't talk about it too much, but these are really minor points. Ultimately, I genuinely believe this is like, I think I will look back on this film in 5, 10, 15, 20 years' time and think this film is fucking incredible. Yeah, it's the I, sort of thing I'm definitely going to buy and watch Absolutely. I, <laughs> almost. I genuinely believe it's sort of like a modern classic. I really do. I think it's awesome. just... It's not in a kind of like best film of all time, but it'll, it'll, like, it'll definitely be one of those films where you just... It'll be like that's an amazing film, yeah. and you'll recommend it to people. Yeah. And it'll be in you know when you think of sort of these types of films, oh Looper, watch Looper. Mm. It'll be in a similar way like we chat about Chopper now, or we chat about um, Usual Suspects yeah. and things like that. I yeah. feel the same way about Brick as well. I mean, Brick, like Brick, yeah, I thought exa- Brick's amazing. Yeah, exactly, exactly like that. We just yeah. it's very so. different, very similar rhythm to his dialogue, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, very similar. It like, has that noir sort of thing. Going yeah. On, I think. Also, yeah. I, I think that Jason Gordon-Levitt is is such a, a I really enjoy watching him. He's, like he's brilliant. He's not necessarily the most diverse of actors, but he's just really seems to so me and everything. Developed. I always expect him to be the kid yeah. from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's always just stands out. Yeah. I feel like I felt that he stood out in Inception. And Batman. Um, loved Batman. Yeah, he was brilliant in that film. Mm. Mm. You're yeah. jangling something again, Lindsay. <laughs> Sorry? You're jangling something again. No, no, I'm not. It must be something to do no, with your mic, mic or something, because yeah. it, it just sounds like you're something jangling anyway. Never mind. Unless Santa's outside your house. <laughs> He's a bit he, early. He's not, Lindsay, I'm sorry. Cool, well, we all loved Looper then. I'm going to, I am going to definitely be brief with this because there's less plot <laughs> to discuss. Um, I also went to see, um, I went to see Shut Up and Play the Hits uh, and it's basically a concert film. It's LCD sound system. Bizarrely, they've only been around, he's only been around um, for a few years. Uh, it's mainly James Murphy's the sort of main guy. It's sort of all him, but it has a little band around him. And, uh, and they've, he's been, after only three sort of, non, sort of proper albums and a couple of other sort of albums, he, um, they they just called it quits straight away, um, which is which is odd. But they basically they did it all properly. It's like right, we're going to stop and we're going to have one big massive gig um, at Madison Square Garden. So this film is a lot of it is just the concert itself, but there's also a lot of documentary stuff, uh, some interviews with James Murphy and some sort of behind the scenes sort of getting ready for the concert and stuff and showing him afterwards. And so a lot of the film is looking at sort of why why did he leave. Why did he decide to give it up and stuff like that? Um, he, he never really answers it properly in terms of what he's going to do next and exactly why he did it, which makes it a bit frustrating, but it sort of fits the tone of the film and fits sort of LCD sound systems, sort of uh, their sort of 
attitude things anyway. So so it kind of works. Um, but yeah, but it's, it's a concert film. If you like the band, you're going to love the film. If you don't like the band, you'll find it boring. So there's not a lot to say about it, really. I, I enjoyed it. I, I love the band. I think they're fantastic. They're brilliant. Yeah, so if, yeah, if you like them, check it out. It's, it's well worth a watch. It looks very nice. Well shot as well. But um, yeah, cool. <laughs> awesome. Lindsay, tell us about Killing Them Softly. Um... We're start. I took my surprise. I was like, what? Well, my turn. Um, I really enjoyed it. Gold done. Uh, like, um, I didn't really know anything about it, actually, when we went to see it. Um, I'd kind of seen glimpses of it and I thought, oh, so I have Brad Pitt doing his acting chops. I've always got a soft spot for him. Um, and yeah, we went kind of five o'clock on a Friday afternoon and there was about eight people in the cinema and it, I really liked it. I felt that it had a very odd pace that I. It took me a while to settle into, but actually I was quite okay with the big long scenes of conversation and and then the, the younger guys irritated me, like the Australian and the, uh, they the were young guys. Should really I possibly irritated. talk about what it's about? I haven't Maybe. seen it. You talk about um, what it's about, but yeah. <laughs> where do you start? It's, it's like some kind of abandoned American yeah, town. At first, I was trying really hard throughout the film to figure out where we were, and I thought we were in Detroit. And then they talked about Detroit, and I was like, okay, so we're obviously not in Detroit. And I guess, I guess the point of the film is it's a commentary on the state of America and the fact oh, you that reckon? they're <laughs> being killed softly by the devastation of industry in America and the primacy of finance capital, and nobody can get a fucking job, so everybody has to turn to card games and, you know, ripping people off and stuff. Um, but I couldn't figure out where we were. Maybe somewhere north. Um, but these guys <laughs> plan no. to take over a card game, to rob a card game. Um, and they, they're going to blame another guy who robbed his own card game previously. And then they, everyone would think it was him and then that would take the heat off them. So this all happens. And then the guys that run the card game set up, set their assassins, I suppose. Is that what you call them? Guns for hire, bounty hunters? I don't know. Uh, to find out who robbed the card game and kill them. And there's this weird... Sounds like it could of, be a murder mystery. Like, I really enjoyed the whole thing around... Like, Brad Pitt is the assassin that's sent to sort it out, and he's very kind of world-weary, and he's, you know, he's been in the game a while or whatever. And I really enjoyed the fact that he had to answer to this kind of old guy who's then going to answer to, like, a committee. It's like a business... Like, a group of old men in a boardroom somewhere going, oh, yes, can we afford £10,000 for an assassin? Dollars, whatever. Um, and... It wasn't the thickest of plots, but I quite liked the kind of the mood of it, the fact that everybody was just so fed up. It was just had this real kind of like,ness to it, and there was no real nobody had any real desire. It felt like everyone was going through the motions, not as actors but as characters. It was like it was in part it was an action movie, but not really. It was like I'm not really sure what this film is, but I really liked it. Yeah, I suppose those aspects that you found quite interesting and what I didn't like about it, the fact that there was no real sort of driving force behind the film, moving it forward. Brad Pitt was very good. Yeah. Very, he's very good. He's getting so good in his old age. Yeah. He is still Brad Pitt, though. He's still like, he speaks He speaks in the same rhythm as he does in every single yes. film he's ever done. And But he is, a, he is amazing in it. I mean, Do you know who was amazing? Is uh, James Gandolfini. The, the scene in the hotel room when he's drunk with the prostitute, 
just the, the, the representation of just a, just a forgotten man who's just a mess. I was just like, that is so fucking... Because he's so scary in other things that you see him in. But he was just so pathetic, but still so terrifying. And I was just like, oh, you are incredible. He needs more film roles because he's so good in The Sopranos. And that's obviously been yeah. done for a fair few years. He, um, he needs sorry, more Dan, decent roles. Sorry, Dan, what were you saying what to do? Well, nothing really. I mean, I just... I, I, I was just a bit, bit, bit bored by the film. I find it a bit dull. There's a couple of the sort of action sequences which I thought were quite stylish and well done, if a little slightly out of place. I'd hated those two characters, that Screech Mum, whatever he's called, one is in Monsters. They got very irritated. They irritated me. It, I, I wasn't that engaged with the story. And ultimately, one of the, the biggest things which irritated me about this film is when you said, you know, I think it's about sort of a, about kind of the kind of about America of today in terms of how the kind of finance system kind of destroyed the kind of and it's like you think that that's what it's about the, the thing that wound me up about the film the most was that it was so on the nose with its use of like every single conversation in the background in the TV there's a news bulletin about the financial collapse of America and interviews with George Bush and I mean well, Obama and and the kind of the the expectation of transformation. The, oh, it was you know. so so on the nose. Like literally, I I mean I don't know. I, I, I it's been a while since I saw this film, but there must be a dozen tight scenes mm. where in the background there's a news report of and, and it, about the financial situation of America. It's like we get it, it we fucking get it. Yeah, and it really really isn't needed because there's actually quite a really nice opening sequence where it's sort of like opens with that sort of like wasteland America waste it's sort of like a playground with loads of rubbish flying through it and with that it's in the background you can hear bits of the election and it's kind of edited cut really really quickly and there's like kind of like it it frames it there you don't need it in every other scene yeah I mean the <laughs> problem with it is it's just a, it's just a, we we get we get the metaphor we get it but then I suppose it did I do. I agree. They overused it, and like what I what I liked about what we were, where we were placed, is we were placed kind of pre Obama being president. So yeah. this idea that America was going through change, and you know what what happened under kind of two subsequent kind of Bush administrations was going to all be upended by the positive yes we can Obama rhetoric of change and change and change, and then obviously we all know that. It's not his fault, but nothing can fucking change. America will relentlessly move forward. The rich will get richer, the poor will get poorer. So I quite like this context of of hope, but they, it was very, it was very, um, well, as you said, on the nose. And so there was a lot of kind of, oh yeah, what he said on the telly, and then he says it in real life. And yeah. There was too much reference to what was going on in the background. And exactly. Too much use of radio bulletin and, and newscasting and stuff like that in order to to shoehorn the message there. Yeah, but, it's just a bit clumsy. It's clumsy and a bit GCSE in terms of how it's <laughs> implemented in that regard. So. You know, newspaper headline and then radio. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you there. But then also, I don't know, I, and I wonder if maybe they were going for something a bit bigger than just this is the fail, something a little bit bigger than the failure of the American dream. They, that they were trying to make some kind of other comment about the failure of American politics. But it didn't really, and I might be adding that from a really good kind of TV documentary we saw the other week about. Um, how American politics is no longer about politics it's about personalities it was really interesting and I was like this is so true so I might be reading that into that and thinking well I'm giving them more clever than they had 
I'm not you're, sure. you're putting things you mean, together in your own well, mind. Well, maybe, but even if it was there, it still doesn't add to the story or the film. It didn't. It didn't make the film more intelligent. It, no. it makes the. It's a it's a lazy way of doing it. If you want to make a comment, you can make a comment without just being lazy and just putting stuff on in the background. But at the same time, I still I left. Really it enjoyed it. Yeah. I really enjoyed that actually. Fair like enough. its pace was a little a little all over the shop. It was like, where were we going? Are we are we stopping now? And I, like I said to you before we started recording, it felt like two like it felt like watching two episodes of a bigger series of a TV program back to back. Like, you know, like watching The Wire or something, like watching two episodes in the middle, and you've kind of missed the context in the start. And you've missed the drama. <laughs> yeah. It, a bit it, of filler. It did lack, it lacked a kind of a punch, and it had a plot of sorts in terms of... That's exactly you know, what it lacked. ...something that's cause and effect. Once that gets resolved, then that's our, that's our plot. But the plot wasn't strong enough to really be that engaging, but it still, it still held me. And I thought Ray Liotta was brilliant. He doesn't show up enough, that man. Killer last line though, the film takes any role. It works really well. And and I do, like I think Brad, you know, I I like that he's moving away from that I need to be I need to be pretty, I need to be the leading man, I need to be, you know. He's been moving away from that for a while though, he's doing well. I don't know if he's ever really just taken the shit roles. I think he's he's always he's always done quite well for himself. Um, okay, so we've got one more film to see, and it's actually a bit of a disappointment, really, because obviously, as we've all mentioned it in previous podcasts, um, a film called Paranorman. It's the latest animation film from the company that did, like, um, Coraline, but you know what? I thought Coraline was pretty shit as well, and everyone seemed to love that film. Um, but Paranorman, obviously, it's the latest stop-motion film about that. It's about this kid called Norman, obviously, and everybody calls him Paranorman or Abnorman. <laughs> Which is kind of a good gag when you say it there and then, but in the film it's... But, but anyway, so it's about this kid, he's obviously a freak. You learn at the very beginning, in a really nice reveal actually, very early on, that he can see and speak to dead people. So it's like the Sixth Sense, which I, I think everyone knows my feelings on the Sixth yeah. Sense. So basically it's Sixth Sense stop motion film. This kid can see dead people and... It's nothing like the Sixth Sense. And he basically learns that... He, he's, this is like a skill that he got from his family. His, his uncle has been disowned by the whole family. And he passes it on this thing that every year, it's like a witch town. Like the, the mascot for the town is a witch and that they really play up this idea of a, 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 a witch's curse has been put on the town. And actually, every year, his people and his family have been trying to stop this witch's curse. They have to stop this witch's curse, but they only stop it for another year. And that actually now that's his job to do and he has to try and stop this curse. But he doesn't just want to stop it for one year. He wants to stop it for good. And it's about... And in those that's the kind of premise of the film. That actually makes it sound really interesting. Um, and <laughs> in a sense, the film is really shit or even bad. It's not. It's... The thing is... It's... I found it really flat. I found it really quite dull as a film. It's like not that exciting. The story sort of plods along. I mean, you really get to the meat of the story. And that's about an hour in. In all honesty, and that's the last 30 minutes. Um, and it does plod along, so I was kind of bored by it. The humour is terrible. The humour is that really childish sort of... The thing is, it's got a lot of class about it, the kind of performances. The writing, other than the fact that it's a bit flat, so I do have issues with the writing. But on the whole, it's still well done. It looks amazing. The style is fantastic. It's got some really nice ideas. It's got a class about it. But it's got the humour of like a really shit kids film. The humour does not work on any level for me at all. Um, so so every, and there's quite a lot of gags in it and it's a bit like oh my god really poor gags 
So, so it's just flat. It was these really poor, poor bits of humour, really poor humour, with the odd moment of sort of genius in it. I'd like the odd scene or the odd kind of visual where you just think, oh, that is good. And then it ends with just 20 minutes of utter brilliance. The last 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Oh, it's just brilliant. And you just think, why the fuck is the rest of the film not developed to that level? It's it's a brilliant, really beautiful, it's beautiful, it's brilliant, it's satisfying, it's kind of, you know, by the end you're like, oh, it's fucking quite good actually. You can, it's almost like the last one is that good, that you, it kind of makes up for it. But I just remembered feeling in that, it's, like, it's never bad, but it is just quite boring, it's not very funny, and it's a bit cringeworthy at times. For me, stop motion's always going to be interesting to watch, because I just love the medium, but it was a bit, and then the last 20 minutes are just almost mm. stunning. So it's like... Yeah, so that's what that's what I thought. I mean, Good. have you got any additional thoughts, Laura? Not, <laughs> not much. What what I would say is all, all like you said the the last twenty minutes. Well, partly for that for me is because the, the, that's sort of the witch, and it's all about the witch. And I think every single moment where the witch is in it throughout the story is incredible. I think like she's really scary, and I think Visually she works. She works really really well. But um, yeah, no, I do. I do agree with that. I do. Although you were saying it was really, really childish human, there was a woman in the cinema who was cackling like a witch at every single <laughs> silly joke. <laughs> yeah, I think she was. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, there's not much more to say. I think I felt pretty much the same I, as you I, did. What, tell you, what was yeah, it's slow. It's fucking dark for a kids' yeah. film. They quite what? often are, though. Oh, but there were some jokes. Yes. I can't even remember now. But there was some fucking jokes in it where you just think. I can't even remember it's like now. sexual jokes or something like that. I think there's one sexual joke. Oh, the, oh, the thing. Oh, you had no. What it was? No, I'm not on about a... the bit about the guy saying he was gay. I'm not on about that. Yeah. Bit. Okay. Although I did say, oh, a bit weird, <laughs> in a kids' film. Um, but no, it was it was very very dark. I imagine that film would be fucking terrifying for kids. Awesome. Terrifying. No, well, there was a kid crying in the cinema. A, yeah, there was a kid crying. Understanding of the world. Kids love death. Like, and they... No, it's not scary because of death. It's scary because it's like a horror film at times. But they love that shit. Kids I'm not saying they won't love it. Terrified. I'm not saying they won't love it, but they will be terrified. Think, was, it depends they, they on the age. Weird thresholds. They're really interested in really gruesome, gory shit. It, it, it depends not on... Not at six, seven, eight years old. It, it depends on the age of the child and That's sort of true, the, 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 the way that the child, you know, like scared, scared easily scared child. There was a kid crying in the cinema. There was a kid crying in the cinema. I'm telling you, this no, film is terrifying. Is that, is that the kid you punched though, Darren? <laughs> yeah, stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Um, it was. Yeah, you could hear children's reactions in the cinema, like were a bit. <gasps> What's going to happen? You know, you you are right actually, because I would have I said the same as you, like Lindsay. But <laughs> the reactions of the children in the cinema, you probably it, is right. Yeah, it's. I, it, for me, if it got its humour right, it would have elevated it on another level. Um, I could have taken the flatness because the, the flatness was added to because the humour was poor. But if that, put him. Who made it? Like, it's not Selick, is it? It's not Henry Selick. Is, is it the it? same guys who did Coralie? It's the same yeah. company, yeah. but. Oh, okay, because I, I didn't see that, I but I got the sense that I'm that was quite sure. disappointing. I wasn't disappointed by Coraline. I know loads of people but loved it. I do know Gwen, you yeah. don't as well, I think. Because I'm quite a Neil Gaiman fan, which is partly why I didn't watch it, because I really didn't want to be disappointed. Cool. But, um, yeah, Paranorman, it's. It, yeah. I think it's still worth watching. I do think it's still worth watching. I just think that... I was very disappointed that it said that. It's just a bit... Yeah. A bit Nothing flat. special. 
but it's got moments of it. Yeah. It's, you know what, Frank Twinnies, it's got more good stuff in this than most films you'll see. Yeah. It's, it's like, in, in, in a way, weird, like Total Recall. It's like, there's more genius in Paranorman than Total Recall, but I probably enjoyed myself yeah. as a consistent throughout yeah, Total Recall. Consistent. Yeah, consistent. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, but, but at least it tried, you know what I mean? It's, I just think you need a better writer. Yeah. You need a, yeah. Cool. Right. Or not cool as case maybe. That's Is that all everything, I think. We also watch Carnage, but I guess we're not talking about ourselves. Oh, it came out ages ago. Yeah. DVD for ages even. Yeah. Um, it's rubbish. Cool. So yeah, I we I guess we're skipping uh, discussion. We'll hold uh, off food for films for later. Earlier point, which was the the universe as it stands by Blueprint Review has spoken. And they are right. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is the best food film. I thought ever. it was joint with something else. Ratatouille, isn't it? Uh, no, because in order to see the results, I had to vote again. So um... you voted again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she... But not deliberately. And um, you don't have yeah, to. There is a button at the bottom that says View Results. <laughs> Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. It's such a good film, though. Like, and it was such a surprise. You as well, hyped it up way too much. You did. I did not enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Yeah, I thought I loved it. <laughs> I think if you watch it again, I have watched it again. And you still the don't rate Jelly it. Castle. <laughs> the oh, film I is amazing. Did I wow in that film in the cinema, Darren? I think I did, didn't I? Yeah. It's not yeah. that I don't rate it. Oh yeah, no, I'm, yeah, it's Lindsay, not that I'm not saying it. You hyped it up too Literally much. Literally, when yeah, on that jelly bit, and I literally turned to it. I wanted the fuck. So it doesn't. We don't need a debate about the best food, food film because nothing will ever be as good as Clary of the Chance of Meatball. <laughs> Laura, I apologise for bigging it up so much that you were disappointed. Yeah, your fault. I blame you entirely. <laughs> I, I will take that responsibility. Like, who's the second time though? You can be hyped up. You know what to expect. And if you still didn't like it, then maybe you just didn't like it that maybe. much. Yes, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I can yeah. be watching that no, one I week and like up it. the next week and <laughs> up. Yeah, it was, was such a disappointment compared comparison. to. Because got some similar ideas. A disappointment in its yeah. own right. But I think it is. I want to, I'm dying to watch it again, but I remember really not liking that fucking film. Like, no, it's nice. I've seen it it's twice. Got, it's, it's, it's got a really nice opening sequence. Yeah, it's got some great bits. Until the kind I'll, of the house leaves, and then other things just disappointed yeah. me. Like, once we get to the weird island place with the dog. Yeah. And the, no, the dog was annoying. Just, the kid was annoying. I just annoying. remember being really oh, like, I liked the dog. <laughs> what is this? This is shit. Yeah. Anyway. But, that's not about food. Yeah. No. Um, although, uh, looking at that food list, there's been some fucking good films of food. Yeah, there's some good stuff that I took off, I think, but because it, it, it wasn't quite wonder. enough. Yeah. For some reason, I've seen Ratatouille three times in like the last three months because they keep putting <laughs> it on one of the TV channels and I keep just watching it and it's really captivating. I love like, Ratatouille. I, was, I didn't think love I'd it. like it and then, oh, it's so good. Ratatouille is brilliant. Yeah. It makes me really hungry, which I think <laughs> is a good thing. I think in terms of food films, oh, I guess Cloud of the Chance Beat more, probably even more, but yeah, for food films, Ratatouille is actually quite good for like, it does feel like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah for, no, for no, making food look good. Not really a food. The original film. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, though, it's well, it, so good. Yeah, well, I, 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 I don't like it that much. I'm never the biggest Charlie and <laughs> Chocolate Factory fan. It's all right. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's all right. It's good fun. I quite enjoy watching it. I've never loved it as much as everyone else's. I love the used to love the book, but the films I was I don't know never quite sold. I fucking hated the Tim Burton version. 
They want to with, kill people. With pretty, pretty good reason, what, Dave, I would think. I didn't hate what it. What annoyed oh, me about like that was people said to me that Johnny Depp was like Michael Jackson and it was weird yeah. and they were all freaked out by it. I was like, the fuck were you watching? What people he, do he, you know? Yeah, weird people. He was a bit like Michael Jackson, I thought. Well, it might have been, but to, <laughs> to, 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 to read into it that that made Willy Wonka a paedophile, it made me want to slap people about the face. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but he, he, he was a bit weird. He was quite good. I, I quite liked his portrayal of Willy Wonka. Yeah, I don't know. I just The film really did nothing for me. I just hated the... Um, Umpalumpas. Yeah. I just yeah. Like the Umpalumpas the whole dad thing. Yeah. It was just yeah. so bad. It was like, why are we giving this Marcus Baxter, this half father yeah. complex, which yeah. then means well, that he did quite like the pass fact. on his legacy to a child? It was just weird. I did love the bit that when he flashed back. The book's about Charlie. And he came mm. back to him mm. and was just like, bothers me. <laughs> but yeah, I was just, I was disappointed. But that's because I think I still do have high hopes for Tim Burton, despite repeated disappointment. I'm like, I don't know. Constantly just hoping that Frank and Weenie <laughs> remake Edward Scissorhands. Basically, yeah. one day something will be as good as Edward Scissorhands was the first yeah. time I saw it. Maybe he needs to work with a younger male actor again. Not he needs yeah. fresh Johnny meat. Dunn. Is what he needs. Joseph Gordon Levitt. That's what he needs. Same tried old shit. Love Hewitt. Don't you mean? Yeah, Jennifer. Jim. Jim. <laughs> Can't even combine. Gordon Love Hewitt. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, Timber and Jennifer Love Hewitt. And Michelle Rodriguez, that's my dream. Yeah, yes. Oh, she was in a trailer. Oh, I know she was in a trailer, or I thought she was. Can't remember what the trailer was, but I'm pretty sure she was in. Oh, that cop one with um. Oh, there's a surprise. Not Spider Man, Donnie Darko. What's his face? Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she was in about it. That was because weird. Aaron, you've done this to me, and I don't know if the, that, this would have happened without it. But I sat watching that trailer, think that format doesn't work. How can you be kind of video camera format, but then we've got cutaways to external shots and like yeah. I was just watching it thinking, why are you doing this in kind of the, no. I guess mockumentary, right? Yeah. Why are you doing it mockumentary when you're clearly not sticking why to the format doing? and that's exactly. not gonna work? That, that, that film. Yeah. Anyway, can I just add one trailer that I totally forgot to mention? Just because it, it really it was really no. odd. Was Argo? Was anyone seen the trailer for Argo? It's meant to be incredible, that film. It, the trailer's really weird, though, because it's, it's weird. It takes itself very seriously at the start. It's all about... Um, uh, uh, is it it's either Libya or Israel it's one of those but anyway but it's um, but it's <laughs> but yeah it's really serious at the start and suddenly in the middle it changes to a co- almost like a comedy and it's like what the fuck and then it changes serious again it's, it, it's a really odd trailer but the film looks, in, looks very interesting you get amazing reviews and it's supposed to be great yeah. Affleck, isn't it? yeah yeah he's uh, doing, doing alright for himself with his so uh, we've covered the anyway. theme and we've come full circle yeah. today. But let's trailer, to trailer. Let's finish things off anyway by seeing what's coming out. Let's talk about what's let's talk about what's coming out during the next fortnight. Um, oh, Dave, twenty minute month. Right, it's very short this time because most of it was all film festival stuff that I just got rid of. Uh, yeah, we've got Taken Two coming out tomorrow, the fourth of October. Oh. There's a review review up on the site already. It's not supposed to be that great. Fifth uh, of October, we've got Sinister, which we've also got a re- review of on the site. Um, oh, what's that? what review did it get? It's been many be pretty good. Uh, it's sort of an average score. I think it was like three or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, but it, it, I think it looks it looks it looks like a decent little horror film. Um, Liberal Arts, don't know much about that. Um, Sparkle, which just looks like Dreamgirls, like they've remade it or something. Again, it's like the story of sort of Motown and all that sort of stuff, 60s sort of soul music, and it just looks like a rip-off of Dreamgirls. Uh, we've got Some Guy Who Kills People, which I saw at a film festival about two years ago. It's really good, surprisingly good. Um, we've got The Knot, which looks shit. Oh, my God, I saw the trailer for that. <laughs> Fuck me. 
Yeah, the knot. The knot. That wedding film. It's British comedy at its oh, finest. Oh my god. No, but it looks so bad. Yeah, like, yeah, how yeah, the fuck does this get made? It's anger inducing. Is this the point where you said there's lots of wedding films being made recently? Yeah, there's loads. And I went, Thank you, Dave. There's, there's always been loads of wedding films. I was like, since films. Bridesmaids, there's been shitloads of wedding films. Since Bridesmaids, no way. There's always oh, this year there are loads. This is more than normal. More yeah, there's about four out this summer. And they put them in fucking glamour magazine and they make them pink and we're supposed to like them because that's what girls want, apparently. But there's more like these sort of um, sort of wedding comedies that are crude sort of thing. They're all yeah, yeah. clearly since bright. But no, they all look awful. Um, anyway, on the twelfth of October, Father's Bride, Wedding Crashes, Father's Bride Two. And Father's Bride fucking fifteen twenty years ago. Yeah. Anyway, twenty seven dresses. There you go. There's loads of them. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want me to keep going or you say no. I, I, I haven't listened pretty to much, films about Pretty much weddings. every romantic comedy has a wedding at the end anyway. No, but these are like properly like, all around yeah, just like around American a wedding. Oh, just, wedding. Yeah. No, I'm not saying, oh, look at all these films that have a wedding in it. <laughs> Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> you mean things like... My big fat Greek wedding. Is basically what you're... Yeah, but even more so, I mean, that's just not even quite the red wedding that's before. But yeah, anyway. Anyway, there are a lot. Uh, but anyway, the 12th of October, we have Hotel Transylvania. Which it looks very simple. Well, not that similar <laughs> to Paranormal. People get married in it. But yeah, no, um, but Trans- Transylvania. Then we've got Pusher, the remake of the mm. Watson with Jimmy film. I can't pronounce his name, but the original's <laughs> awesome. A Guided re- Driver. Yeah, remake looks shit. Um, we've got Hit and Run, which is like a comedy road movie, which looks a bit cheesy. Um, Nif- Nick Griffin Winden. Yeah, something like that. Um, we've got uh, On the Road, which is the... Ooh, when's that? Very good, yeah. It's supposed to be all right. And, yeah, um, that's out on the 12th of October. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, then we've got Ruby Sparks out on the 12th of October, which I've heard some good things about as well. I think I saw a trailer for that. Yeah, I've seen a trailer, trailer for that. that. It's the one where a writer, like, um, starts writing about a character who becomes alive and he realises that he can write stuff about her and change what she does and oh, stuff really? like that. Oh, really? That sounds yeah. good. Oh, no, it, it, yeah, it does. It's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be good. But yeah. Oh, I'm the, more the, now. Yeah, the main actor is... Um, ah, he was in Looper. Um, the guy, um, Seth, in Looper. Who gets? The younger one. Yeah, who's in They Will Be Blood and all that sort of shit. I've forgotten his name. <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Good job you can't see Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, all right. I'm glad I can't. I realise the power of radio, but yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, he's in it, <laughs> but yeah, it looks good. Anyway, right, site news. Let's wrap this up. Site news. I just want to mention. Um, I did a weekend of trash, and there's a bit a big write up on that. Um, read and that. I saw it's you good wrote fun. a list of all the people you've slept with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Um, it's it's very short. Uh, no, Edi- no, no. It's it is a yeah. It's a film that's come out that's supposed to be shit. Um, <laughs> what? I'm left-handed. <laughs> anyway, as ever, visit the website blueprintreview.co.uk, Facebook, facebook.com/bpreview. Uh, follow us at Twitter at blueprintrev. Uh, and email us at info at blueprintreview.co.uk and in, uh, send us podcast uh, theme ideas or thoughts or slag us off or say we're amazing, whatever. Just send us an email so we know someone's listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sounds a bit desperate, that. That's you all over. Speaking of yeah. the people you've but, slept yeah. with. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the reference to my left foot. <laughs> just, anyway. Daniel Dillon-Lewis, you come on full circle. Yep, full circle. 
Just like, like Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. let's wrap this up. Uh, see you later, guys. Bye. Bye. I'm Kai. And I'm Heather. And we are the hosts of MILFCAST, the Man I Love Films podcast, the unofficial official podcast of manilovefilms.com. This is the podcast where we like to talk about what we've been watching, talk about movies, but mainly we just like to drink, be silly, and play a whole bunch of games. So we think every other week you should grab a drink, snuggle up, and let us make sweet love to your ears. Otherwise, we'll make sweet love to your couch. So come and find us on iTunes. Just search for MILFCAST.